Good morning, church. I'll just go a bit off script, and I'd just like to say um, it's wonderful having everybody from the project. And as a volunteer myself, like you made me so welcome. And Fiona, you know how much, um, you know, you all were so, you know, like just sort of helping me along the way. And like my instant thought from your poem, you know, talking about the seed. And then I just kept thinking how, we're, you know, together we are being told that we are the body of Christ. And it does start from teaching the young ones. So thanks again. Let us pray. As we come near to God, he will come near to us. As we open up our minds to you, to your word, allow your spirit to place your word gently on our hearts. Amen. The event, an occasion when an expert in the law stands up and respectfully asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In line with the current theme, what are we like as followers of the way? This expert would have been a scholar, well-versed in scripture, and asking a common question. Jesus answers the question with a question. What is written in the law, and how do you interpret it? Plain, simple instruction. An understanding outlined in Leviticus 19, 19 verse 18. Well-rehearsed common belief. Love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. Heart, soul, strength, and mind are inseparable. They run in situ. In having this exclusive love for God, ignoring everything and everyone else, we can then put into action the will of God, feel his compassion and mercy. Deep, searching, demanded, expected and qualified because it is the law. Leviticus from the Greek means relating to the Levites. Its key thoughts and value is that of holiness. People must revere God in holiness. That reverence is not to be one of fear, but deep respect and awe. Keep the laws and regulations and you will be fine, able to live a full life. The expert in the law answers his own question. Feeling the need to justify himself, he then asks the real question. And who is my neighbour? Famously, the neighbour principle is a feature which has been widely debated in the law of negligence, and it relates to a duty owed with regard proximity. Here we have Jesus describing a situation, providing a scenario, four characters, the unfortunate individual who has been attacked violently, viciously, and left for dead. Then we have a priest, Levite, and a Samaritan. We are told that the attack has taken place on the, on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. We can presume this is a popular route with traders, a busy highway. The two Jewish characters are described as a priest and a Levite. Jesus' audience would have understood their status their importance in community. The fact that both crossed over the road will remain an enigma, unexplained mystery to the story. What compulsion drew them to cross over the road? Commentators would argue that the ritual cleansing associated with Judaism might have been a thought. That which is unclean is abhorrent and dirty. 
They may have uttered as, the, as, as a thought that association with the victim's blood will make them unclean. It is a busy road. Someone else might, short pass, might follow shortly. Or even, I'm on a schedule and I do not have time to stop. They each would have made a conscious choice. As we listen to the narrative, we are, we are led to believe their choice displays an attitude of uncaring selfishness, unlike the action of the Samaritan. In my own experience, I had a friend, a neighbour, age 95. We became friends because we both respected cats, and we became close friends and would go shopping together. One November evening, my friend, who lived in a sheltered accommodation, went to let their cat in and slipped on some ice, broke their hip, and laid dressed only in the vest. It was midnight and they laid exposed to the elements for a considerable length of time. On the CCTV at their home, people could be seen passing by and even if they thought, and even if they thought they were a bit worse for wear, no one came to their assistance. And this was in the year 2005. Those who walked past my friend obviously had their own reasons for doing so. The actions and attitudes underlying human nature are still prevalent in our society today. No real advancement in 2,000 years. We are unable to question or judge the actions of others. We can only assume they had more pressing engagements, which enables them to live with their conscience. James 4, verse 12. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy but you, who are, who are you to judge your neighbour? We may often feel compelled to pass a comment on the behaviour or the reactions of others, but we are forced to, be, to remember, who are we to stand in judgment of others? We have no authority, licence or endorsement. We must keep our opinions to ourselves. But should we? Should we not highlight or speak openly about transgressions? When we witness true injustice, are we not expected to voice an opinion? Sometimes we are called to speak out and even rebuke. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. The urge to evaluate, analyse or even criticise the actions of others is very tempting because we can, we can all be a critic, but we must learn to do so as Paul expands with careful instruction. We must be clear as to the right course of action and ask ourselves whether we could take and feel comfortable taking that action. Little has changed, the location may be different, but the virtues of compassion and kindness often remain aloof, distant from immediate thoughts and acts of kindness. The Good Samaritan demonstrated these virtues, emphasised by the empathy we feel with the victim. Upholding the second tenet of the law, love your neighbour as yourself, the Samaritan's actions were significantly noble and practical they went over and above to accommodate an injured victim. The Samaritan attended the injured person's wounds by bandaging them and then placed him on his own donkey and took him to an inn. 
taking time out to administer to one who is in need. Jesus showed his audience that even the despised Samaritans have an opportunity to taste eternal life, introducing to his ministry that all can enter the kingdom of God. The enemy of the audience is no longer the other, but it is invited to taste the fruit of salvation because they have obeyed the law out of sheer love for humanity and not necessarily because it is the strict letter of the law. The other, the Samaritan, may not have been aware of the commandments, the will of God, and by the nature, and by their nature, it was present in their heart to act with compassion and kindness. In our own community, the work of the project, we engage diversity and interact with people of all faiths from all walks of life who show us what love, the love of God looks like. We must be open and humble to receive instruction from the most unlikely event or circumstance. So what are we like? We long to be like the Good Samaritan, the one who sees their neighbor is in need, the one who had mercy for another human being, the selfless mercy that has no level of comprehension other than a burning desire to act and do not and not to, to not falter in our determination to show no biases. Unlike the priest and the Levite, who must have thought about a way to act, those thoughts resulted in both choosing to avoid the situation and in so doing, looking to cross over the road and ignore the one who is injured. Do we have time to act recklessly, forsaking all thoughts, other than the desperate need to assist. We pray for a discerning nature, so as when we see people begging, we are not consumed with guilt or worry about how we give or will, be, or, or will our giving be used. Jesus reminds us, you will always have the poor among you. This is how we should behave in our everyday interaction being open and ignoring the opinions of critics or critiques of others. This is a stepping stone towards salvation and the glorious peace that will follow. Amen. Excuse me a minute, I'm just going to do a bit of adjusting with the furniture. A lot heavier than I thought.